I'm in studio with a fantastic human being. I met um, Cyril Nyker, I think it was around two years ago now. And um, he is heading up the fashion revolution in South Africa amongst a bunch of other things. He is one of those um, people like like me, I guess, who, who does many different things, but does them with absolute passion. And, um, and, and that's why I love chatting to you. And I think that's why we like end up connecting all the time. So welcome to Two Oceans Vibe. Cyril, how are you doing today? Oh, Susanna, I'm doing well, and it's great to be in your company by an equally phenomenal woman. So thanks, thanks for having me here. Thank you so much. So I, th I think the, the reason why I wanted you to come into studio is because a lot of people have heard this um, buzz kind of um, term fashion revolution and sure. and some people do know what the fashion revolution is but mm. some people don't know what the fashion revolution is and so I thought let's chat about the fashion revolution sure. what is it where did it come from and then we can progress from there so let me let you take that away so fashion revolution is pretty much a global movement and um, it calls for transparency in the fashion and textile industry and uh, it really started from the factory collapse in 2013, uh, Rana Plaza in Bangladesh, yes. where 1,134 people were killed. And I think, you know, the clothes that we wear on our back is all good and well, but it shouldn't come at the cost of lives. Absolutely. But what, what caused that? Because I think, like, it's, it's one thing for people to go, oh, so there was a huge crash in a factory and then it caused the, the you know, the fashion revolution. But what actually caused the crash and why were those conditions not okay? So it was actually structural and uh, it's not okay because, you know, there was, there was no active union. There was nobody fighting for the people that work in the factory and basically you know to, to be very blunt and to put it very simply it was basically people treated like slaves mm -hmm. and they were working for for major um, brands um, you know that were not holding um, this factory to accountability and I think that's really what fashion revolution really is about is about accountability yes. and transparency accountability and transparency you know the one of their slogans is who who made my who made your clothes you That's know right. and um who made my clothes do you guys ever think about that do you ever stop and kind of go how did this thing that I'm wearing and enjoying that's making me feel beautiful that's, that's right. making me feel confident um who actually made it made it who sat and sewed it before yeah. so um so what ha what has the fashion revolution kind of done since that beginning okay so firstly you know we started off obviously the hashtag was who made who made my clothes and it kind of is uh, is it's fun and it's quirky and it really works in social media in the sense that you got to flip the care label and you got to look at the DNA of the garment to yes. see where it is manufactured. And then you know that if it's manufactured locally in your country, you know that, okay, that's a great start. Um, and then if you see the other countries where there have been problems in the textile industry, then you know that this should give you a pause moment to be like, hmm, something's up here. Mm. You know, so, so, the, so it's pretty much that's what the hashtag is there for. But what the fashion revolution has done globally, because it's a global movement, is... It's, it's, got a, it's got a transparency index, which I think is really cool. So for all the social media guys, they can sort of hop online and, and go onto Instagram and have a look at the Fashion Revolution page. And there they have a citizen action um, sort of um, video that you can watch. And it gives you sort of practical things to do 
in terms of how do you contact the, the people that manufacture our clothes and what to follow there from there. You know, so it gives you practical steps. And then in terms of other stuff that's happened is, you know, all across the world, people have taken to fashion revolution and have really started asking brands, where do my clothes come from? Yes. Who made it? And how is this made? And what are the people getting paid? So I think it's really an educational thing. Mm. Um, and it's something now that can't be ignored. Yeah. You know, so, and, and I think, you know, it's um, my Angela that says, when you know better, you do better. Yes. You know, and that's really, in essence, what it's all about. That's it. I mean, you can't unknow what you know. Once you learn something, you can't unknow it. You Absolutely. can ignore it. Absolutely. Um, but yeah. you can't unknow it. Yeah. And then that's, that's, a, that's a level of conscious, consciousness that you've got to, like, you know, live with for yourself. Absolutely. You know, if you're going to ignore it. Um, so it's not only who made my clothes. But where were they made and under what circumstances were they made and how were they made? Absolutely. Um, You know, one of the things that you and I speak about quite a lot is the fact that the fashion industry is the second most polluting industry in the world. And and that's the textile and fashion industry. Let me correct myself. Yeah. Um, I know that that's uh, that's sort of being questioned. That statistic is being questioned. But, um, you know, whether it is a second or, or whichever it is, but it's still polluting. You know, and that is actually a fundamental problem. And, you know, so fashion shouldn't cost the planet. It shouldn't cost people's lives. Um, and it certainly should not be at human at the cost of human dignity, mm. because I don't think that's really fashion is meant to be um, practical for one, and it's also meant to be fun, you yes. know. And also, I think it's important to also note that fashion revolutions not about naming and shaming. Yes. You know, I think uh, you know the, the st- there is a there is a moral conduct, mm. you know, in terms of how you treat manufacturers, how you speak to people. So it's not really about sort of having these uh, campaigns that go against brands. That's not what it's all about. It's all about saying listen, can we do this better? Can we do it better for people? Can we do it better for the environment? Um, And can we do it better for the consumer? Because at the end of the day, you know, it's our movement. So it belongs to all of us as consumers. So I think that's quite also important to note that it's not really about putting blame on Mm. a particular body of people, but it's really sort of saying, can we look at this and can we do this in a better way? Because at the end of the day, there's just this one planet yeah. You know, um, all of us have a finite time to be on this earth. Um, and it's kind of like, what is what is the legacy that each of us will leave behind? Mm. You know, and what would we want to be known for? What would we want to be known for? And I think that that brings us down also to our humanity. You know, surely Absolutely. we are not so selfish Absolutely. that we don't care that our lives impact other lives in a negative way. For sure. Like I mean, we, I think, we would hope. For sure. And I know that you play in this space a lot or work in this space a lot in terms of humanity Mm. you know and it's kind of like um you know if you you know the story that i always like to talk about is if you really obsessive about gymming and obsessive about eating the right foods you know making sure that the right things are going into your body surely we should look at what goes on our body and how it goes you know and and how it's been made so that's also you know that's also part of humanity because the people that make it their lives matter yeah, I mean, I mean, that's such a, it's such a good point. You know, people, there's that saying, you are what you eat. Absolutely. But eat is consumption, okay? Yeah. You are what you consume. And I mean that on all levels. Sure. So the music you listen to, the people you engage with, with the, sure. the clothes that you wear, the food that you eat, like absolutely everything is an energy exchange absolutely. that makes you who you are at absolutely. the end of the day. 
And, you know, you could get into, I mean, relationships are complicated, you know, um, and sometimes, you know, there can be a toxic relationship and you've got to walk away from that. Um, and I think similarly with brands, if you pick up that your favorite brand has got a toxic way of dealing with people, mm. um, and if it's your favorite brand, you have a responsibility to speak up. You yes. know, you can't turn a blind eye. And it is true that they say ignorance is bliss, because mm. if you don't know, that's one thing. But when you come to know about it, and I think that's the beauty of fashion yeah. revolution across the globe, is that it highlights what is happening in the clothing. It's yeah. transparent. You know, and I think once you know stuff, then you can sort of look and work out um, sort of a, a system that can make things better. And, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. But if we do one thing right, and I think for me specifically, it's very important to support local fashion, yeah. um, support local in our local community, in, 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 our, in our town, what is happening. And, you know, we're in the Western Cape, and Cape Town is known for its clothing manufacturing hub. Mm. You know, and so it's a shame to be having a lot of imported clothing. Um, and I think we need to be looking at our local designers and supporting them as best we can. 100%. I'm so with you on that. And the thing is that now, so more than ever... Um, it's affordable to do that and Absolutely. and we are able to do that there are so many fantastic South African designers and that again goes back to consciousness guys because it's not only about supporting local it's not only about knowing where your clothing is made True. but it's also about lowering your carbon footprint on this planet which is also an important Part. part of it yes for absolutely sure. for sure and i think also you know if people want to really hop online it's fashionrevolution.org and i think down there is everything that you need to know there's also um printable material that uh, everyone can sort of print um and just get informed you know i think it's the most important thing if we can walk away from today is if the listeners can get informed in terms of what fashion revolution is really about and what their heartbeat is you know and then i think people will catch the vision and uh, you know we need everybody to get on board and yes. everyone to do their part absolutely and you've got such a lovely team here in South Africa. We do, you know, and uh, and look, we've had a team, you know, we've had a great team all along because we've been going from 2014 and um, and I think we, we're now taking it to the next level and it's a growing team and I think it's going to be um, stronger and and better and we're always looking for great people to join as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really, really fantastic. So if there's, if there's one sort of central message that you would like to leave people with, like what, what would that central message be? Central message would be, do I need this item of clothing the next mm -hmm. time you go shopping? Um, and also to look at what it's made from. Yes. I think we should be looking, because we care about the environment, so it should be natural fibers, so cotton, mm. wool, etc. If it's polyester, put it back down. Don't buy it, because polyester is never going to leave this planet, mm. and it becomes a problem. Um, and also, I think you can sort of hold your manufacturers accountable. You can ask brands, you know, there's Twitter, there's Instagram, you know, you can take a picture of the garment and ask the brand who made it, where was it made, mm. if there's no details on it. And and I think that's really what it's, in essence, that what's, what it's about. It's about but being educated yourself yeah. and then informing your your circle of friends that this is how you're going to be shopping in future. This is what you're going to be doing. So I would say take charge. Take charge. I, I must ask you on that note, has it made a difference that you have seen, like with big brands like Zara, like Cotton On, like H&M, like the, these big brands that kind of monopolize women's fashion because sure. they, they really, really do. Has it made a difference, people posting who made my clothes? And what difference has it made? 
That's a brilliant question, and actually it has. It has made a difference from, 2013, from 2014, actually, in the sense that brands, the big brands that you've mentioned, have actually implemented sustainability departments in their, in ah. their companies. And that really says something, because it never existed before. So can a hashtag make a difference? Can a movement make a difference? The proof's in the pudding, you know, in the sense that these brands are now actually holding themselves accountable. We still have a long way to go, because, you know, um, there's also greenwashing so one's got a sort of what is greenwashing greenwashing is where you use the the, the movement for for your good so you yes. kind of say that we are sustainable yes. but if you drill down deeper it was just probably just a press release or a press a pr statement but it's not really being being um sort of uh, sustainable so that's what greenwashing is it's kind of like using something and saying that we are but we're not mm. you know so um and you know, we have a very interesting era. We're living in an interesting era now where we have the millennials. And, uh, and I love them. I'm a huge fan of them because they hold brands accountable. Mm. And they ask, you know, and they want to know where, where are their clothes coming from. Yeah. They want to know, um, is this uh, food uh, sort of good for me? You know, mm. so it's just interesting to read what brands are having to do around the millennial shopper. Yes. Um, and I think it's never been an exciting time like now to be uh, on this planet mm. because um, the, consu- you know, the consumer is, is very well informed. And that's a big part of what fashion evolution is all about. Absolutely. Um, so I think a few like little practical things. When you go and buy an item of clothing, sure. look in the label straight away. Look at the label because that's really the DNA of the garment. So, you know, you can flip the care label to sort of see. It's the, it's the label that tells you how to wash the garment. But further down from that, you could see where it's manufactured. It will normally say manufactured in South Africa from imported fabric uh, or made in... China or made in yes. South Africa, made in Bangladesh. What are, what are the ones to watch out for, Cyril? What are the ones that you would say, if, if it's made in, that you would kind of go, please go question that? Yeah, so if it's made in Turkey, um, if it's made in um, uh, Bangladesh, because that's where the factory collapse was. Um, and, you know, it doesn't sort of necessarily say also that if it's made in South Africa, that it's saying that it's 100% legitimate. True. One's also got to do research into which factory did that come from and, and how Very people treat it in that. Yeah. And then also, you know, we had um, the recent situation in Lesotho where, it, you know, sort of uh, women are being used for, for trafficking. Mm. You know, so, so when something says made in Lesotho, one's got to look at that and mm. be like, okay, am I being part of this movement now? Yeah. You know, so we don't want you know i think we really need to be well informed and we really need to pay attention to what's happening in those factories yes. you know because it's kind of like a whole lot of people that don't have a voice and and i think we really have uh, the platform to speak and and i say we as i refer to the consumer yes. the consumer has the platform to voice their opinion yes to actually make to actually voice their opinion and that opinion at the end of the day does make a difference you know i always liken it to the starfish story um you know so many yeah. people like say susanna why why are you so strict with certain things and like yeah. why do you try so hard like you're just one little person it's not gonna make a difference, make a difference. and i'm like well it's the starfish story guys yeah. there's a guy walking on a beach with his wife hand in hand and yeah. they are hundreds and thousands of starfish washed up on the beach and there's one lowly little guy running back and forth throwing throwing these starfish back in the ocean and the couple looks at him and because people are walking past him as if he's crazy and they say why are you 
why are you doing this? There's too many. You can't make a difference. And he says, yes, but I can make a difference to this one and to this one and to this one. And it's those tiny little increments of action that end up making a vast difference at the end of the day. I am going to keep you for a few more minutes, if that's okay, Cyril, because I want to speak to you about fabrics. um, Because that's something that's really struck me lately. Like, I'm conscious of a lot of things, but clearly not conscious enough of everything. But actually looking at what your fabric is made out of and then choosing fabrics that are not, that are fabrics that are recyclable versus fabrics that are not recyclable, reusable, or that will actually um, fall apart and actually biodegrade over time. Um, What are the fabrics that are absolute no-nos? Definitely polyester. You know, polyester is is never going to leave this planet because it's not biodegradable, you know. So and what happens to that is it ends up it ends up in the ocean and uh, the fish consume it. Mm. So we end up uh, eating that fish, you know, so the the cycle is just vicious and it's really horrible. So polyester is something I would really say if you see something that has polyester in it, um, stay away from it. Um, you want to go natural fibers. So, you know, yes, hemp is a, is a beautiful product, uh, fabric. Um, and I understand that also price points are sensitive to, yes. to the consumer. But, you know, retail, uh, our, our sort of mass retailers have made things affordable. And one can look, you know, you, you really have to look for clothing carefully. You know, so I shop at retailers, but I look at the care labels and I really look at what the guy, I look at firstly where it's made. Yes. And then secondly, I look at what is it made from. Yes. And if it ticks the two boxes for me, if it's made locally and if it's made from a natural fiber, as in cotton or wool, then I, I will most definitely buy it. But also I will only shop if I absolutely need something, you know. So I think, you know, we really need to mm. sort of reuse our clothing. We need to swap clothing, you know, um, we, we need to be inventive. And, uh, and we also need to look at thrift stores and we yes. need to sort of make secondhand shops sexy again and sort of go and look. Because I think also you want, you know, I know that people want to be um, an individual and they all don't want to look the same. So yes. it's a good opportunity to think about your wardrobe, you know, sort of edit it down. And, uh, and I mean, I think those that are not sure about their wardrobe, a good exercise would be is physically go into your wardrobe and start looking at the labels and start sort of seeing how much of natural fibers do you own and how much of synthetic fibers do you have yeah you know and sort of then put the synthetic fibers aside and look at the natural fibers and then sort of see off the two lots what are you wearing mostly yes. and also you know it's it's uh, from a practical point of view um, natural fibers breathe so it's healthier for your body you know if you have a, a cotton item on or you have a wool item on in summer it's going to keep you cool in winter it'll keep you insulated polyester you'll just be sweating all through the day. And it's polyester, nylon, and acrylic, right? It's, it's the three. It's Absolutely. not just polyester. It's not just polyester. Um, and unfortunately, you can't sometimes get away from polyester completely mm. because they use it a in polyester blend. a blend. Yeah. You know, so I know that that's challenging. And, uh, you know, and it comes down to price again because it's all about, you know, what makes the garment more affordable at the end of the day. Yes. So the polyester mix in there is going to, you know, sometimes it's not going to be completely unavoidable but where possible you know just really try to eliminate polyester, polyester. that would be my my biggest um 
thing that I would say. Biggest thing. Okay, guys, check out the Fashion Revolution. It is on Instagram. It is on. Uh, we we're on Insta. I think Instagram's very. Um, you know, it's it's huge at the moment. So I would suggest going and it's active constantly so have a look at the instagram page and they have a facebook page and definitely online on the web fashionrevolution.org fashionrevolution.org um it's it's so so interesting i mean we were actually talking about this the other day something that you are tired of wearing will be new and spicy for someone else and you might have only worn it a few times there are so many events and birthdays and things that you end up wearing something to and then it's that item of clothing that you can't wear too many times because it's so stand out well somebody else will look fantastic in it so swap clothes i think it's so important but cyril thank you so much for coming on to two oceans vibe it was so great having you here um it's I, i really love this kind of content that really informs people and empowers them guys remember to check your labels polyester nylon and acrylic are absolute no-nos and figure out who made your clothes hashtag tag the company get involved you do make a difference absolutely um 